strategy, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM is broadcasting live from Super Bowl Radio Row in Las Vegas. We'll be interviewing the biggest names in sports and entertainment, plus interviews with your favorite Kansas City Chiefs players and coaches. Super Bowl Radio Row coverage on ESPN Wichita is brought to you by Davis Liquor Outlet, neighborhood locations with superstore prices, and by Pinnacle Homes, building your trust. Visit them at RemodelersWichita.com. Red Monday is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. Various members of the 49ers organization displeased with field conditions of their practice facility at UNLV ahead of Super Bowl 58, reports ESPN's Adam Schefter. The NFL started laying a sod field on top of field turf just last week. Ordinarily, Super Bowl practice fields required to meet certain standards in December. The 76ers bracing for an extended absence of reigning NBA MVP Joel Embiid reportedly scheduled for a procedure on his meniscus injury tomorrow. The prognosis after the procedure could have a massive impact on this week's NBA trade deadline, explains ESPN's Brian Windhorst. The Sixers are a team that have a lot of options. They have three tradable first-round picks. They have over $100 million in expiring contracts. And they have a belief that they, with Joel Embiid healthy, that they can compete. If they feel like he could come back, they could make stopgap moves where they could hold maybe their seat a little bit higher than that six doggy. They could maybe get in that top four. So when he comes back, they got a better chance. Deadline is Thursday. Shortstop Bobby Witt, one of baseball's best players last year, agreed with the Royals on an 11-year, $288 million extension, reports ESPN's Jeff Passan. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Candy, coming up Tuesday. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I'll tell you where their dynasty ranks all time. It's on Sportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Small town, big dreams, and a young boy the age of 15. Had a premonition his city would get seen. Now I'm winning, get sheen in the city of... What's up, Wichita? What's up, Wichita? 
please allow me to introduce myself. No, that's the second hour. Yeah, that's second hour. Myself. That's Jay-Z. Yeah. yeah. Shane and Chance with you here from Wichita Furniture and Mattress. This is The Pulse for the next couple of hours. We've enjoyed our first two hours here at 4200 West Kellogg. Please come by and see us. We'd love to see you. And we'd love to point you in the right direction, whether it's for your man cave, your bedroom, your office. By the way, we've got what? Chance, five unbelievable uh, chairs. Six. 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 We got three up in the cubicles and three downstairs. And, yeah, it is. I, I was blown away walking in here. I mean, you can get anything, especially with the Super Bowl coming up. You're having a party. You want to make sure your friends and family are treated the right way with a nice new couch and of potentially course. an entertainment center. Yeah, this is everything you could ask for and more if you're moving into a new place or anything. I know I got my bed and dresser set from here uh, at Wichita Furniture and Mattress and loved it. Love both of them. So uh, definitely come out and check it out. And our chairs. That we have, if you haven't seen mm. them. We're spoiled. Lumbar support, neck support. You can kick your feet up if you wanted to, and you could recline if you wanted to, too. Yeah. They're amazing. So come by and see us. we got some swag for you. We'll be out here for the next couple of hours uh, talking sports. We'll also um, maybe or maybe not, we'll be qualifying yet another person for our Bud Light Chiefs neon sign. You need to listen to the Shane Dennis Show or the Pulse with me and Chance uh, just for today. It'll be Pat again tomorrow. But for your chance to win a Kansas City Chiefs Bud Light Neon sign, pay close attention. And when you hear the Travis Kelsey sounder during a segment, be the third caller to be registered to win. It's brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer sponsor. The Chiefs must be 21 years or old to enter. Again, Pat is on his way to Las Vegas. He is somewhere above New Mexico as we speak. He just texted me a minute ago. Huh. Yeah. He said he asked about, <laughs> always wondering about stations, said, did people stop by for their tickets? And I said, how's New Mexico? He said, so no, LOL. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, Pat is on his way to Vegas. And later on next week, this week, he'll be on Radio Row. And he will have oodles and gobs of interviews with God knows who. If you know anything about the Super Bowl, anybody who's anybody, and frankly, quite a few nobodies, end up at the Super Bowl. But Pat will be there with one interview after another lined up for you. And eventually, there'll be a best of radio row once Pat racks up enough um, interviews that he can't use in his own show or our or my show from noon to two. So for the third year in a row, we are thrilled to be able to represent Wichita, ESPN Wichita 92.3, and be at the Super Bowl. Pat's been in L.A., Phoenix, now he's in Vegas. And not to speak for him, but I will a little bit. As much as he loves Wichita being home with Gordo and Grace and his lovely wife, Kara, which he does, he eats this stuff up. Oh, yeah. And this is perfect. Oh, yeah. That. And especially with the Chiefs being there. I mean, no, it, no. it would be one thing if, uh, you know, he went a couple years ago and it was the Rams and the Bengals at uh, the L.A. Super Bowl. 
But with the Chiefs going the last couple of years, I mean, he is grinning from year to year, you know, on that flight. I'm sure he is, you know, already penciling in questions for different guys that he's going to talk to this year that he maybe didn't get a chance to last year. I mean, think about the guys from the area like Felix and Udike Uzama, who's likely going to be a big part of the Super Bowl, who's going to be there. Didn't get to interview him last year. Um, some new guys on the team like Jawan Taylor, you know, potentially – you know, talking to some guys that weren't as big as stars last year, like an Isaiah Pacheco, or it's going to be a good time for Pat. I'm looking forward to hearing some of the interviews that he does. I know he gets so excited to talk to some of these guys that you know he's been watching over the last year, and I'm sure has a lot of questions for him. Man, guys like, yeah, you can always you absolutely go right ahead. Juwan Taylor's really low on my list. Just want to say that. <laughs> Chance was also just trying to be nice, Jack. I don't know if you I know, could, I see, know. could see through that or not. We're all what I was fun. Say, Finger guns. Thanks, Jack. Finger guns. <laughs> Emmett Smith. LeGarrette Blunt. Sean Merriman. That's how he got in bed with Sean Merriman oh, yeah. for the first time. Yeah. They hooked up at the Super Bowl. Now yeah. they're kind of a semi-regular bro thing. Um, so, And I won't give away uh, who he's got lined up because I want it to be a surprise, and he wouldn't appreciate me spoiling it for him. But uh, listen for Pat starting tomorrow all the way through Friday. Uh, He'll be uh, on Radio Row. Uh, Chance, were you around when he revealed how many requests were made for Radio Row? Like how many dudes are going to be there? Did you catch that? I was not there for that, but I do remember him saying it was a pretty large number. I mean, there's going to be a ton of people there. 183 people. We'll be on Radio Row yeah. in Vegas. That is a new, I don't know if it's a record, but certainly since COVID, mm-hmm. uh, by far the most amount of people. And a lot of it has to do with Vegas, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Pat will be out there. And so Chance and I are filling in for him today. If you want to be a part of the show, feel free to do so. If you can't make it out to Wichita Furniture and Mattress, 4200 West Kellogg, then you can call us at 316-669-4996. Jack will answer it. He'll put you to, through to us. Um, text. You can text any old time you like. Michael's done so a couple of times. Hi, Michael. Uh, 316-247-0923. You don't have to stay on topic. Uh, you can text whatever you want. We don't censor it, but uh, if you... You're not safe for radio. We won't read it. But you can text us whatever you want. We all read it. Me, Jack, Pat. When he gets off the plane, he'll see it. Uh, 316-247-0923. Smart speaker, please tell it to play KKGQ 92.3. That is us. Also, ESPNWichita.com on the stream, 92.3 FM on your jam box. Tune in, Spotify. We're easy to find. ESPN Wichita 92.3 when all else fails. Follow us on X, be our friends on Facebook. We're at our West Wichita studio, otherwise known as Wichita Furniture and Mattress. Come by and see us, 4200 West Kellogg. Great deals on your man cave, your bedroom, your home office, uh, area rugs, uh, all kinds of stuff. Gigantic showroom. Beautiful in here. We, are, we really, really love being out here. Uh, and if you order a man cave sound system, with surround sound, subwoofers, and speakers that make you feel like you are at the stadium. If you order today, you'll be hooked up by Sunday. That is their guarantee. So ask them about that, Wichita Furniture and Mattress. So today on the show, and Jack, by the way, I meant to tell you this. Yes, sir. We'll just do it right now. If you have anything to interject 
interject ever with me. You don't have to wait till I'm done talking. Cut me off. Well, here's my thing is, is I'll do it if it's groundbreaking. That was more so of like, yeah, if I don't say yeah. it now, I'm never going to say it. I, I don't like uh, interrupting people. I don't like talking over people because then it turns into a, a loud, obnoxious chaos for radio listeners, and I don't think they'd enjoy that. So if it's something groundbreaking, like if, if some massive deal happens like Bobby Witt Jr.'s did, and I'm like, i got to jump in now, absolutely. But if i got a pointless joke like that, it can wait till, <laughs> to wait, to wait till the break. Well let, me, well, let me quiz you then. Okay. Would Eric Bieniemy not being on the commander staff going forward qualify? Borderline. I think I could send you that <laughs> via text or, or chance via text uh, and yeah, yeah. tell you on break. But if it was like he's leaving Washington staff and plans to rejoin Kansas City, then yes, that'd be an interjecting spot. Well, that's happening. According to reports, Dan Quinn says Eric Bieniemy will not be on the staff moving forward. I know we were going to talk about K-State and Oklahoma State, and we are. Chance, what does that say about Eric Bieniemy? I don't know if it says more about Bieniemy. I think it more has to do so with what uh, Quinn has wanted to do with that Washington team. It was just a – I think that with Washington over the last – 365 days or so, they're trying to get a new face. Like with getting Dan Snyder out, getting the old regime out, it feels like they're trying to, you know, push out all the old stuff that makes you think of Washington, whatever you want to call them, football. They're trying to start a new era. And I feel like, you know, Bianami just kind of, you know, had a bad, bad rap. He was there. He did a great job with Sam Howell for the beginning of the year, and then the wheels kind of came off at the end. I think Eric Bieniemy will be, des- uh, you know, somewhat desired going forward uh, by whether it be the Chiefs if they want to bring him back in a lesser role. But I-, I am interested to see where he ends up because he is a and I didn't want to make coach. more of that than what it was. Yeah, I mean, it, because it's, when, when you get a new head coach, they're going to want their dudes. Yeah, and I get that. Yeah, but you talk about a star-crossed last three or four years for Bieniemy. Yeah, with the the interview thing when he was in Kansas City and nobody wanted to hire him, and then it's. All right, is he forever going to be tied with Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. And he gets a new start in Washington, which even with Daniel Snyder being out of the mm-hmm. picture, couldn't be much more of a of a. They were on franchi- running, yeah. I mean, Ron Rivera down. was yeah. yeah had one foot out the door already. I mean, he didn't even know who Sam Howell was until the last week of the season last year. I mean, it was just a be- poorly run ship out there in Washington. And I think the enemy will land on his feet whether he has to take. I mean, think about all the coaches that will not be coaching this year, at least in terms of head coaching role. I mean, Vrabel and Belichick did not get head coaching jobs. It would not be the Vrabel worst thing. really surprised me. Yeah. Um, but it would not surprise me at all if the enemy just takes kind of a gap year to just kind of let the let the water set a little bit and then kind of go, you know, be a desired potential head coaching hire because he's not going to be a head coach this year. He's not going to get an interview. But, you know, kind of let things go for this year and maybe get a potential shot next year. Um, I, I am interested to see what his uh, next step is after, you know, a short tenure in Washington. But I don't think anybody expected it to last that long, whether it was he gets a head coaching job or, you know, Ron Rivera's gone and, you know, Washington. And I, I think that uh, the commanders with that number two pick, you know, Cliff Kingsbury was the offensive coordinator for Caleb Williams yep, last year. Yep. That is a potential spot. Caleb Williams is from the Washington, D.C. area. I think that is a, you know, storyline to watch as, you know, draft season rolls on. Text, but that's way off topic. Text, we don't care. Texter <laughs> said, it's our show now. <laughs> Texter said, your, your what's up, which dog was weak. Ah, I think, was it on the no, text line? <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. That's burner. Check the that's burner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um. Before we get to some Royals rally audio, 
Uh, we'll hear from J.J. Picoli. Did I lay out the show? Uh, if I didn't, or even if I did, here, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to get to a little bit of Chance has got some thoughts on the K-State-Oklahoma State mess um, that is that four-game losing streak for K-State, and they get ready for KU. But we'll reserve the last 10 minutes or so of the segment for Chance to kind of let us know what he saw. He's a K-State guy, so we'll give him the floor. K-State-Oklahoma State talk here in just a second. Then we'll flip to some Royals talk as uh, Jack and the gang up in KC and the media up in KC all checked out Royals rally. And we'll hear from J.J. Piccolo coming up uh, in segment number two. Uh, Beast of the Week coming your way. Some Super Bowl chat. The KUK State look ahead. And then Jack can line up some Mount Rushmore Monday. It'll be a chance for us Mount Rushmore virgins to, uh, you know, be sacrificed. Uh, and uh, go easy on us, Jack, because, you know, we've never done this before. But that'll come your way at the end of the show. Uh, and you can be involved, again, at 316, most notably and easily, 316-247-0923. So I don't think anybody, including the most pessimistic Chance Lebo when it comes to K-State playing, and the most pessimistic Jack Johnson when it comes to the Chiefs playing. Even you, Chance, couldn't have seen K-State lose in Oklahoma State, could you? And if so, uh, in what universe and what in the world happened to them? You know, when you're looking ahead at the Big 12 schedule, and I kind of got caught in this, you know, whirlwind, uh, you know, is when K-State, I think, beat Baylor, and I was kind of looking ahead at the Big 12 schedule, and I'm like, there are some wins for K-State to be had to get to above 500 conference play, which I think is kind of the goal for K-State this year. I don't think they're an Elite Eight team again. I don't think they're going to compete for the top four in the conference with how deep it is. And you had that Oklahoma State game circled as a win. Yeah. It was not a question mark. You know, the Iowa State and Houston, I said, split. you got to split that if you want to compete for a, you know, a top, I would say, you know, an eight seed in the, in the tournament in March. I had this one circled as a win, like a guaranteed win. It's an Oklahoma State team that is just looking to fire Mike Boynton. They are rallying the, you know, you know, boosters to try and find somebody to fire Mike Boynton. It was a have-to-win game. And maybe it was a look-ahead spot with KU coming to Manhattan on Monday. But, man, it was just – it just – they were not inspired. They didn't look like they wanted to be there. And that has been the story of the season for K-State. They don't play with any fire, a chip on their shoulder. I mean, last year there were guys that really – came in and were doubted. I mean, like Marquise Noel for his height, Keontae Johnson trying to get back on the basketball court for the first time. There were a lot of guys that had chips on their shoulders that just played like it. And this year, K-State's team lacks an edge. They have no real go-to guy offensively. And it it sucks. The Naquan Tomlin situation, whatever it was, the fact that they don't have him, they were relying on him to be a go-to guy. They were relying on Quez Glover to play meaningful minutes this season. Those are two guys that are supposed to be rotation pieces and you know 8 to 12-point-a-game guys this yeah, year yeah. that they don't have in the lineup that they were relying on. Instead, they're having to rely on guys like Day-Day Ames to step into the starting lineup when he is very raw. Like I'm high on Day-Day Ames, but I think that he is not ready to play high-level basketball at the Big 12 level. And, you know, I, I am not a Tyler Perry fan. Haven't seen any of his movies. But Tyler Perry <laughs> for K-State, he is hard to watch. And I I, th- I don't know if the Conference USA was just really, really easy the last couple years. But what he has done this year for K-State, and I know he had a big performance. He had 17 points in the second half. But he just does not impress me that I'll much. I'll say this. Let me stop you right there. I will say this. North Texas is a def- as defensive-minded a team as you're going to find, mm-hmm. and he was their 
he was their star. Yeah. So anything they wanted offensively went through Tyler Perry. So I'm not saying that he's overrated necessarily, but his numbers at UNT probably a little inflated because he was the dude. And potentially a little bit of that might be the fact that it goes to show you how much tougher the Big 12 is. I mean, he could have come from the Pac-12, ACC, whatever, and it's just another level of competition. And Arthur Columas had his spurts where he's looked really good, like one of the top players in the conference, and then he kind of goes into lulls at times. I just They're so inconsistent, and they just don't look like they're ready to compete and I just don't love the team this year. I don't feel like they mesh well together. They don't have any guys that you can go to offensively. Now, at home, they're always going to be hard to beat. But when they don't have that environment to feed off of, it's going to be tough to compete, even on the road. I mean, I think Mills has said, Paul Mills has said in a multiple of his press conferences, it's hard to win on the road anywhere in yep, college basketball. It is. Yep. it is not easy to go into anybody's gym and win. And we kind of talk about a little bit how college basketball seems to be, you know, the level – S tier, where it's the top of the top, and the C tier aren't that far apart. Like, it's kind of everybody's kind of on the same level, and that home court really means a lot. But it was just one of those wins that they had to have, and it makes the game against KU tonight all the more important for K-State and Jerome Tang. It, it, I, I'm curious how they're going to feel with that pressure on them because it is a team that hasn't had that kind of pressure yet. You talk about you know guys like Cam Carter and David Gasson who were you know on that Elite Eight run last year, but they weren't guys that were contributing major amounts. Cam Carter was like a six-point-a-game guy last year. Now you're asking him to be the lead guy against the number whatever team KU is now in the rankings. I mean, it's going to be a big challenge. I think K-State's up to it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's a Big 12. Like I said, it's hard to win on the road anywhere, especially in Bramlage Coliseum. Jerome Tang has only lost at home in Big 12 play twice at K-State, and I just have a hard time seeing them come out flat tonight. No, there's no possible way. They're going to be fired up. I think both sides are going to be fired up, and it's just going to be it's going to be, I think, a low-scoring game between two teams that are built defensively. Like, they are kind of pride themselves on being great defensive teams. I'm excited to watch the game tonight. I know we'll get to it at 325, yep. but yep. It, it, there has never been a bigger must-win game for K-State, who's now 4-5 and five in conference play and lost four in a row. So, Lenardi, uh, Joe Lenardi, ESPN.com, has, uh, well, his most recent bracketology was updated three days ago. So he's got a little work to do. But as of right now, and I can't imagine this has changed any when it comes to K-State fans, uh, they are neither first four out or next four out. They're not even on the bubble right now. If you look in your uh, crystal ball in two weeks from now, K-State got a chance if they make a run to knock on the door of getting the NCAA tournament. Or have you... uh, do you think that ship's already sailed? I haven't even looked at the next, you know, however many games. I think that you have to win three of the next four to really feel confident. Because I think Lenardi, I think that the uh, NCAA, the conference committee, whatever, like the committee who puts the teams in, I think they value how tough the Big 12 is. If you sure. can get to 500 or even 8-10 and 10 in Big 12 play, I think you can consider yourself a lot. I mean, West Virginia last year was a nine seed, and they were, what, like 7-11 and 11 in conference play, 19-14 and 14 overall. There, there is a value in playing in the conference that is the toughest, and I think that the Big 12 teams are going to see a little bump in that, and I feel like Lenardi doesn't exactly, you know, it's, it's more so where they're at right now, not where they're going to be in a month from now. So, you know, Selection Sunday, I mean, it is a month away. I think K-State has to at least get some positive momentum in these next two weeks. Long losing streaks inside the conference are never good, though. No, and if no. they lose tonight, that'll be five in a row. All right, uh, we don't have to circle W's and L's, but... Uh, Shane and Chance with you, by the way, filling in for Pat and the Pulse. Glad you could join us. KU tonight, two against BYU in the next four, one at home, one on the road. Home against TCU at Texas, 
West Virginia at home, Cincinnati on the road, and then at Kansas at home against Iowa State. There are some there are some resume builders in there, but they're the really tough ones. Iowa State, Kansas, and BYU right now is ranked, and they play them home and away. I think you got to go 500. I guess a game above 500 mm-hmm. to, and then win a game or two in the conference tournament. I think that's where it's going to be decided how they finish the year. I think you finish the year with a win over Iowa State. Maybe I think you got a sweet BYU. I mean, I don't. I haven't watched too much BYU basketball this year with them being on the West Coast. They still don't feel like a Big Twelve team. They're uh, they're up and down. Yeah, uh, as far as pace goes, and uh, I don't know who they would compare to in the Big Twelve. Jack, jump in here. Who gets up and down in the Big Twelve? Uh, like nobody's business, because that's BYU. High possession, a lot of points. Who do they compare to, do you think? Yeah, I'd say TCU's right there with them, with mm-hmm. a team that is high intensity, they're fast, they'll turn the ball over, but they'll also turn you over a hell of a lot more. Um, Shoot a bunch of threes, too. Yes. Uh, I would yeah. say, to an extent, Iowa State can play like that, but they're mm-hmm. also inconsistent. with it. They, they sometimes just play a different style every other game, but TCU and BYU are those two teams to me that we don't care who you are, this is how we play. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's to 222. Again, we are on location. And for the next hour and a half, we're going to be out here at Wichita Furniture and Mattress. We're at Kellogg and West, basically. 4200 West Kellogg. And for those of y'all, in case you missed it, in case you joined us a little late, if you want to jazz up your man cave or if you don't really have one yet, but you want one by Sunday to watch Chiefs and 49ers, get in here today. Because they have Sonos home audio system uh, and surround sound that they want to regale you with. Also, subwoofers and speakers as part of that surround sound that will make you feel like you're at the stadium. You've been in a man cave before that's that's hooked up with kick-ass audio. Well, they can hook you up here, too. It's not just mattresses and end tables and throw rugs and uh, couches, which they have all that. It's a gigantic uh, showroom in here, dining room stuff too. But it's not just that. They do have audio and video stuff in here. And if you have overlooked or thought that Wichita Furniture Mattress is not capable of, of hooking you up when it comes to your man cave, think again. And so much so that with that uh, the surround sound that will make you feel like you're at the stadium, they also have recliners with built-in cup holders, LED lighting. And if you order today, they will have you hooked up before Sunday. So if you come in here today and tell them what we sent you and you want your man cave ready for the Super Bowl, they'll deliver. Come in and ask about the details. 4200 West Kellogg, that's where we are. That's where we will continue to be for the next hour and a half. In case you missed it a little bit earlier, Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be a royal maybe until the day he dies. He may have a lifetime contract by the time he's done, but he got a big-time extension and we talked about that a little bit on the Shane Dennis Show, but Chance and I will kick around some thoughts about Bobby Witt Jr. signing an 11-year extension that could turn into 14 million or 14 years, that also could turn into 375 million bucks. We'll also hear from JJ Piccolo. He spoke at the Royals rally two days ago. Again, before uh, the news broke that Bobby was going to be a Royal well into his 30s. But we'll hear some audio from J.J. Piccolo. We'll talk a little bit about what the Royals look like moving forward now with Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, entrenched into this organization for the foreseeable future. What does it mean about it uh, for a new stadium? We'll talk about all that when we come back. We continue on 
from Wichita Furniture and Mattress. It's The Pulse here on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. You're tuned into The Pulse on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Want a Valentine's Day that'll rock your world? Head to Rock and Bruce Casino Bremen, where love and luck meet. Stop in for Rock and Bruce Casino's Dinner for Two. Juicy ribeyes, snow crabs, potato salad, and New York cheesecake. All for $60 from 3 to 9 p.m. only on February 14th. But the love doesn't stop there. Win big, rock out, and have fun. Your love story is waiting at Rock and Bruce Casino Bremen. Off I-35 at exit 231. Short drive, big wins. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Pennzoil Platinum can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $38.99. Get everything you need for better fuel efficiency at any of our 6,200 stores or on AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home edition? Now imagine an addition on that addition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times more singers. This is banking reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member FDIC. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Toppers Plus Truck Accessories has moved to a new location at 333 Northwest Street. Whether you're working or playing, Toppers Plus will get your truck ready with Rhino Linings. Nothing beats a Rhino, the leader in sprayed-on truck bed liners that outperforms plastic drop-in rubber mats and paint-like coatings. They won't crack, peel, or warp and include a lifetime warranty. Toppers Plus, your Rhino dealer. Visit our new location at 333 Northwest Street or toppersplusks.com. Make your truck work for you! ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM will be live in Las Vegas to bring you all the sights and sounds of Super Bowl 58. And no one hung their head and everybody was ready to go and now we're going to the Super Bowl and like I said, we're not done. Get ready for the Chiefs and 49ers in Super Bowl 58 right here on your hometown radio station. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Twelve twenty-eight. Shane and Chance setting in for Pat today here on the Pulse. Pat's on his way to Las Vegas. He'll be on Radio Row before you know it. And he will have one cool interview after another out in Las Vegas ahead of Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Speaking of, we'll have a little Super Bowl chat coming your way 33 minutes from now. The Super Bowl coverage brought to you by our friends at Davis Liquor Outlet. Neighborhood locations at Superstore Prices. Find a location at davisliquoroutlet.com. And by Pinnacle Homes. Building your trust. Visit 
RemodelersWichita.com. It's Pinnacle Homes bringing you some NFL coverage, which Chance and I will chat about. Coming up at 3.02 or so. Also, we'll have a look at the KUK State game tonight. Coverage beginning right here on the channel. 6.30. Tip off shortly after 8. So we'll talk about that. Jack will fire a Mount, or- Mount Rushmore Monday at us at the end of the show. Uh, but up until then, you can be a part of the show by texting us, 316-247-0923. Or, unlike when we're in the studio, you can come by and actually see us and physically touch us and T-shirts and koozies and end tables, mattresses. Pillows. Throw rugs, pillows, yes. I think they've got TVs here. They've got gaming stuff. they got everything you could want. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind. They asked if we were leaving before close. I wouldn't mind spending the night here. I told Zach, I, was, I asked him what time are they closing. When it came to the uh, the tunes on the PA, the couch that you and I did the reels on with uh-huh. the Cowboys or the uh, Eagles and Chiefs Super Bowl on, yeah. on loop. Yeah. If we order in some food, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be I think, fine. I don't know what their DoorDash policy is here, but uh, I got Dash Pass, and uh, I wouldn't. I, I could get some wings. We could watch K-State KU tonight. We, we can have a little watch along. We can sneak them in the side door. Since Absolutely. We're, you know, we're simpatico with the uh, Wichita Furniture Mattress peeps out here. All right, so uh, I'll give you a chance, chance to talk about the Royals news that broke right when I went on the air for the Shane Dennis Show. Bobby Witt Jr. agrees to an 11-year, $288.8 million deal with the Royals. All kinds of details baked into that deal, including a bunch of opt-outs. I think that was uh, job number one, just my own personal opinion here in the offseason. I was beginning to wonder if it would get done and probably would have been okay if it hadn't once the season started or even spring training had started. Uh, But... I'll just give you the floor. What was your reaction when you saw the news? I was happy. I mean, I know I didn't think Bobby was going anywhere. I feel like he's happy in Kansas City. But the fact that they get it done is just signaling that they are a different – this isn't the glass operation. This is a different different kind of environment with John Sherman, J.J. Piccolo. And I think Jack talks about it a lot on the his uh, Locked on Royals podcast. But they're signaling that they are ready to be – you know, they're tired of people laughing at them. They want – butts in seats in April and May, and they want to continue that until July and September and August. They want Royals fans to be what it was in the early in the mid 2010s, where they could rely on getting fans in the stands once you know August hit. And I think that this is a great deal for the Royals, potentially getting your franchise guy. I mean, I can't remember who tweeted it. Might have been uh, Preston Farwell. It was like the largest deals in Royals history. It was Alex Gordon four for eighty two, and that's Bobby Witt Jr. eleven for two seventy seven, yeah. two eighty eight, whatever it is. But man, it, it's really nice to have a franchise that is now committed. It feels like to winning and is taking it seriously. And it kind of felt like this off season was kind of a okay. We got a vote coming up for a downtown stadium. Here's you know some under underwhelming signings that we could have, you know, just kind of signaling we will spend money if you guys are committed to us. But now it's like, okay, they are legitimately investing money into the franchise with Bobby Wood Jr. over the next decade and potentially decade and a half. This is legit. The Royals aren't aren't farting around anymore. Yeah. Like they are legitimately tired and the AL Central is up for taking. I mean, you look at the odds right now, I know that the the Tigers are like the second favorite at plus four fifty or something in the betting odds. Like I like the Royals to potentially win the Central over the next five years, two or three times, because they, the AL Central is just a bunch of dumpster fires, and then the Royals are wanting to be the team that takes things seriously. 
And I, I like the direction they're going in because, you know, it makes me excited, not just for this season. I feel like this is a year where the Royals could flirt with 500, potentially a wild card berth. But, man, what are they what are they potentially building for next offseason? I feel like there's a list of things that they have to get done. You know, they sign their pitching. They sign Bobby. Now get Vinny under contract for a long period of time. Now get Reagans under contract. There's some things that they need to continue to do, not just say, okay, we're done. This is what we're rolling with now. You know, you, I'm glad you brought this up. And, Jack, I want to bring you in here in just a second. But first, when you talked about some kind of under-the-radar signings that are quote-unquote good for the Royals but not real blockbusters, mm-hmm. I feel like there's, there was a ceiling of signings and who and for what that the Royals are kind of trapped with. Mm-hmm. And there's a, just a, a, a built-in um, governor that's put on Royal signings in the offseason. But the one thing that they could control – was Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah. He's already with us. Now, instead of going out and who um, signing match happened and yeah. spending $100 million on him, well, we can control how much we offer our guy. Mm-hmm. And knowing, I think, you both and I, uh, you and I would both agree that because of who his dad is, former big leaguer for a mm-hmm. long time, he's not necessarily going to tell his kid, yeah, give him a hometown discount. So the fact that they signed Bobby for 11 and 288 signals to Royals fans that, okay, we did the best we could outside the organization, but we hit an absolute grand slam. Oh, my gosh. And you look at the deal. I mean, like, they aren't going over 35 mil a year for him at all. And he could, if he hit the open market tomorrow, he could probably get a 40 to $50 million annually deal because he is that special. And I know he probably didn't get a, quote, hometown discount, but he's not getting market value. He is getting – think about what 35 mil is going to be a year. Like, we could be talking about, you know, half the guys that are, you know, superstars getting 35 mil a year, and the Royals are going to be getting that eight years down the road. I mean, you talk about inflation and all that, but, like, this could be – we could be looking five years from now. I know the Hunter Dozier deal kind of, you know, shocked everybody in terms of, like, okay, we don't need to be committing a lot of money long term. 35 mil a year is going to be nothing in five years because that is the value that Bobby Witt Jr. could bring. There'll be 15 guys making $35 million. Even if he's an all-star, yeah. just an all-star. It doesn't have to be an MVP candidate. If he could be five to six wins above replacement per year, usually the barometer uh, per war, like one war is worth about $5 million on the open market. If he's a five to six win- wins above replacement guy for the next decade, that's a bargain for the mm-hmm. Royals. And I, I'm so excited for this season. You know, I'm finally going to be able to watch the Royals with them being on prime. I was hoping that they're finally watchable, you know, worth watching. I mean, but man, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to just what they are going to be bringing to the table this year. Jack, uh, you were at uh, the Royals rally, and we're going to hear from J.J. here in a second. But one thing I noticed from you guys' interviews and from what I saw on the Twitter machine is that there were guys that you guys interviewed, players I'm talking about, that mentioned the AL Central and mentioned Cleveland and Minnesota specifically. I feel like that was a uh, a turning of the page a little bit. Like, we're content to put the bullseye on our backs by calling out, not calling out, but mentioning Cleveland and mentioning Minnesota and being tired of, of not being talked about. Did you notice that? Oh, very much so. Um, multiple times players and, and front office personnel brought up that they're tired of hearing about Minnesota and Cleveland and Detroit. Uh, they want to be that team that takes a huge jump forward. And regardless, if they win the division, if they only win 75 to 80 games, of course, I think they have to get to at least 75 for people to really buy back in. 
But this is a, a monumental day uh, in franchise history. There were three teams in baseball who hadn't given out a $100 million contract before. The A's, the White Sox, and the Royals. And that was until today. Um, and it especially comes in a time after they were so aggressive this offseason, willing to go over their quote-unquote quote unquote cap that they had of the 100 and 110 million. I mean, this is completely shattering that. Not so much of the 2024 payroll because I think he's only making 2 million this year. It's a little bit more backloaded mm-hmm. as everybody understands. But this now has completely changed the perception um, of the Royals, uh, a team that for 50 years kind of cried poor. It was if they had a star like a Carlos Beltran, well, we just can't afford him. We, we can't give him that. And it was always the idea of, well, if we pay him, then we can't play the rest of these guys. Then we're going we're gonna to be so handcuffed to one contract, we can't make a move down the road. I don't see it that way. As Chance brought up perfectly, this contract's not absurd. It's a really mm-hmm. good one, really good value for what he could become. And Shane, we talked about this at the beginning of your show today, that it was vital they got this deal done before the regular season. Because the only thing that happens after that point is the price goes up. And I think I go back to, oh, it might have been October, maybe November, of why it was so important for the Royals to be aggressive this offseason when we were going to be talking about contract extensions. You don't just convince a player by throwing money in their face. Some guys will bite at that. They'll say, wow, I never got this type of money before. Yeah, I'll back take in the that. day, they did bite at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Bobby Wood Jr., I mean, let's also be honest, he grew up in a major league household. His dad mm-hmm. was a very wealthy man. And I think that plays a little bit of a factor in here. Of course he knows he's going to get paid, but I think he's also wanting to be smart about it. Because if the Royals said, hey, Bobby, here's $350 million, he goes, well, that's fantastic. I feel great, but am I going to be playing in any postseason games? Probably not, right? I think you needed to show him, hey, we want to compete, and we want to compete while you're in your prime here. And What's so great about Bobby Witt Jr. is though there were the trolls out there and people questioning whether he could get it done and, oh, he's going to be a Dodger or Yankee or a Ranger because he's from there, I really don't believe he had any intention of leaving. I think he really wanted to stay here long term, and he felt so appreciated with the Royals. And here's also one more thing I'll throw in here. As much uh, crap that we all gave Dayton Moore, rightfully so, and maybe J.J. Bacolo at times, one thing that regardless of record that's always been true about the Royals is they treat their players really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, From the minor league level all the way to the major league level. There's a lot of organizations that do not give a bleep about the players. They don't care if they're paid. They don't care if they're making 20K in the minor leagues. Royals always made sure their guys were taken care of, and I'm sure that factored into his decision, how they negotiated with him, how they uh, kept him open about this, how they kept him informed about the contract deals. I think that's why his you know yearly contract went from probably seven to eight mi- or seven to eight years to where it's at, 11 to 14. That's crazy mm-hmm. to think about when bringing up the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, and, th- and that's all well and good, treating your players well. And look, I don't want to throw a cold rag on this at all, but when you get back to your uh, – you're bringing up Dayton Moore, Jack. It was to a fault. Like it, it hurt the it mm-hmm. hurt the organization that they that he too loyal was so protective and so loyal and treat him like his kids. And that's a whole another argument for another day, which we've already had. But mm-hmm. he's out the door now. Here's what I want to do, Jack. Let us let's break away, and when we come back, we'll push this one more segment. Let's let's hear from JJ coming up in the next segment. We continue on here from Wichita Furniture and Mattress, 4200 West Kellogg. Ask about their Man Cave special and their Sonos audio system that they can hook you up with. Kellogg on West, West Street, 4200 West Kellogg. It's 1241. The Pulse continues. We're here from J.J. Piccolo from Royals Rally on Saturday when we come back. 
The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Call Super Pools today and let us turn your dream into reality by giving you the backyard you have always wanted. Call me today at 316-880-3900 or visit superpoolsusa.com to learn more. We dig fun. Hey, I'm Jackie, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the chicken. It is golden brown, so juicy, so delicious. It's the perfect savory start to my day. Hey, I'm Matt, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the freshly baked, flaky, buttery biscuit. When I take a bite, it's kind of like, you know, crispy, soft, crispy. Crispy outside, soft interior, crispy chicken. There's really nothing like it. Start your day with the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit, available on the Chick-fil-A app. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. Attention! This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196. Have an old 401k from a former employer? A rollover IRA may be a convenient, flexible way to take your retirement account with you. Let me, Pete Anderson, investment advisor representative at Vantage Point Financial Group Help. I'll guide you through the options so you can make the right decision. Find me online at vpfgroup.com or by text 316-333-7530. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Osaic Wealth Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Osaic Wealth is separately owned in other entities in marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Mosaic Wealth. Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Blake Davis with a great deal on Most Wanted Vodka, 1.75 liters, just $18.99. And if you're looking for a great wine, Joel Gott 815 Cab, 750 ml, only $13.99. Davis Liquor Outlet. Each store independently owned and operated. Neighborhood locations with superstore pricing. Beware of the fog. You're a Swiss for the right wing. The Kansas Jayhawks hit the hardwood every game right here. Wow! What ball? They share it and they throw it down. There's nothing like Kansas basketball. Be a part of the journey all season long on your home for Kansas Jayhawk basketball. It's a big Monday with Kansas taking on Kansas State at 8 on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Chain of chance in for Pat. This is the Pulse from Wichita Furniture Mattress. You know who this is? No, I don't. Mm. Jack, do you? Of course I do. It's Asia. You know why Asia is important, Chance? Born today? Nope. Andy, Andy from 40-Year-Old Virgin uh, Virgin has a poster of Asia. <laughs> yeah. in his it's also played in that song. Or that when he's yeah. uh, chasing after... Uh, when he's on her, his bike, what's her right? Name? Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm going to play this later. Uh, back, uh, I think it was 1983 anniversary day, February 5th. Toto Africa 
Toto's yeah. app. Oh, number one right. on the billboard. So mm, we'll get that I after saw this. That. I saw that coming across my uh, feed, too. All right, it's two, uh, 245. Shannon Chance with you. Jack running the show here on the Pulse for the next hour and 15. That's how long we'll continue to be out here at Wichita Furniture and Mattress. Our home away from home on the west side, 4200 West Kellogg is exactly where we are. All right, Jack, hook us up. Let us hear from, since you said he sounded great, uh, here's some proof. Royals rally J.J. Piccolo. Talk to the Wichita, uh, the uh, Wichita, talk to the Kansas City media on Saturday. Here's how it sounded. Just comments from players, seeing maybe in person. Are you seeing some people in person for the first yeah, time? Yeah, there's, there's a few. It's the first time I've met them. You know, I had plenty of phone conversations, but uh, just to shake their hands, especially the ones we trade for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first time meeting them. But um, the the free agents we, we had met along the way, uh, whether it was prior to signing them or the physical. Um, so it's good. It's, it's been Need to see. But even from the existing players, have some of them even commented on the news you guys made in the offseason? Yeah, they're they're excited. I mean, you know, text messaging now makes things really easy. So whenever we'd sign somebody or acquire somebody, you, you get six, seven texts, and they're, they're excited. And um, I think they're because there's name recognition with some of them uh, makes a difference too. I think we're going to realize some of the guys who maybe not as well known or not as established, we're going to realize how they fit this team really well. Uh, and we'll have a great deal of respect for him. But there, there's an excitement with the players that are returning, for sure. Go back to after the season was over last year and then just having your meetings with Mr. Sherman and everybody to say, like, hey, we need to do something. But how much of the conversation was we need to make a splash rather than just a, a, maybe another conversation of, like, developing here. We need to make a splash in offseason. Yeah, I, I don't know if I honestly if I'd use the word splash. I think we wanted to be smart and be efficient and try to identify who fits our club well. Um, you know, the, the, you always want to get as many talented players as you can. Um, you know, some of them are splashy, some of them are not. You know, so uh, I think it was more let's focus on pitching and how do we add depth to the rotation? How do we add depth to the bullpen? Uh, how can we use whatever finances we have uh, efficiently? Uh, because it wasn't like we needed one player. We felt like we needed several. Uh, so we had to be smart about how we could use that money and maximize those dollars. Um, and then how do we add a little bit of offense as well? So I, I think we've changed our lineup. And I, I keep reminding myself as well as anybody else who wants to listen that Vinny being back is like having a new player as well. Uh, because that guy hits in the middle of our lineup, and he's arguably you know, our best hitter or one of our best hitters, so having him back is big. Uh, but when you look at the sort of the collective of the offseason, it was pretty exciting. And, you know, if it's splashy, it's splashy. It was just more about let's do the right thing for this team and, and think about our fans. And the season we went through last year was a tough season. What, what can we do to correct it? But also, it's not just about... 24. This is how do we establish something that's going to be long lasting. So, you know, having some young players still in the lineup, having some young pitchers are still getting opportunities as part of this as well. JJ Brady, Brady used the term that it almost felt like a whole new team, and obviously you did make significant moves, but how, how much are you conscious of the, the nucleus still of what you had, and, and did this all was sort of built around that? Yeah, no, you know, being a uh, Small market team. Uh, it, I think it's even more important we keep we continue to keep in mind whoever we sign, whether it's international or through the draft, 
and how we develop those players is really going to factor in. And that, that goes for a large market as well because they're your assets. You know, that's, that's where if you're going to make any moves, you've got to have a good farm system. So we don't want to lose focus on that. But the core that was on the team last year, for them to continue to improve is going to really dictate how successful the season's going to be. You know, adding one or two players isn't going to swing the needle to going from, you know, 50-some wins to 80-some wins. It needs to be everybody that's involved in that core is a big part of it. Is there any challenge also in, in as transactional as you've been going from, I don't know if idealistic is the right way to put it, but being ready to make moves and be pragmatic? I mean, is that, is that in any way hard for you in the last year or two to, to churn that way? Um, no, from the sense that, you know, we've been very um, patient. I think over a lot of years we've been very patient. But I go through this exercise really every day. When I look at our lineup versus the other team's lineup, and then you get deeper on the 26-man roster, and what you start to realize is that the teams that are competing at the highest level, they're roughly 50-50, 50% homegrown, 50% acquired. And the more I looked at that, the more I realized, you know, as much as we want it to be homegrown and it's a, a proud thing for scouting department, player development, the reality is winning at the highest level includes developing players and then making some moves to, to complement each other. Because it's, you know, I, I've used the word pressure. We, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to draft perfectly, develop perfectly, to win consistently. And that's just not realistic. So I think after over the last, let's say, year and a half, it became a little bit more evident to me that we got to be a little more aggressive. How improved is the depth, um, just on a pitching standpoint, this spring and then into the season? Yeah, I mean, it, so I, I feel like we're going into spring training with eight starters that any one of them starting, we're not blinking an eye. We got a chance to win that night, so that's nice. And obviously, we're not going to have any starters. Uh, but when you go from whoever's not in the rotation to potentially a spot for them in the bullpen, now our bullpen gets better. Um, and then when you look at Will Smith and Stratton and Nick Anderson, um, they're going to give us great depth and consistency. And it's no secret we you know, the frustrating part last year and the previous year we didn't throw enough strikes. And those three guys in particular are going to throw strikes, which raises the level, which I think will help Carlos Hernandez. Now, MacArthur threw strikes. You know, once he got settled, he threw a lot of strikes. That wasn't concerning. But living in the strike zone, competing in the strike zone, uh, I think the bullpen will establish that. And you, you all heard uh, Walk and Lugo talk about that's all they wanted to do was throw strikes. You know, they're not worried about striking guys out. Uh, so I think that's going to have sort of a trickle-down snowball effect on the, the rest of our staff and uh, will be better uh, in that area for sure. And last year you had you know, had some goals that you questions that you wanted to answer by the end of the season. Yep. Do you have any going yeah. into this year? Yeah, there, there's a few. They're not as clearly defined as last year because I think we're looking at things differently. But when I – the pitching staff is going um, – because it's so different. You know, it's hard to say we got to improve here because it's it's really six, seven faces. That it's hard to say that. And what I would say is we got to throw more strikes. Well, I think we're going to do that. What's really jumping out to me is capitalizing on scoring opportunities, flipping to the offensive side. Uh, we weren't very good with runners in scoring position, and we went from being somewhere, you know, anywhere from overall rankings eighth to say 15, 16 
across the board over the course of the season, but with runners in scoring position, we dropped to bottom seven, eight, you know, even bottom two or three. We have to change that. So, you know, we get on base more, we'll create more scoring opportunities, but when we have those scoring opportunities, we have to get runs in, and that's going to be a point of emphasis. If we're able to do that at a better rate uh, than, than we did this past year, we're going to be a better offense, and I think the pitching is going to you know, sort of take care of itself. Is there something you, you pinpoint when you look back at that last year? Uh, not trying to make an excuse. I think some of it is inexperience, and I've actually talked to Hunter Renfro about it and Adam Frazier about it, and that was their immediate response. That that comes in time. Learn, learning how to slow your heart rate down when guys are on, on third base and not trying to do too much. Uh, one team in our division, Detroit, they were the, action, the exact opposite. They had less scoring opportunities than we did, but they scored – more runs. They got they got a higher percentage of those runners in. They flipped the other way. They were better with runners in scoring position. I don't know how to explain it, but it, it's very evident why they were able to win more games, having less scoring opportunities than we did. So I think experience will help, and I also think again, you know, Salvi, Renfro, Frazier, having those types of guys in the lineup uh, will will slow the game down as well. JJ, what's impressed you about Mike Kell's offseason, and what do you think he's learned about that himself? Flips and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he, he he's a fun player. He 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 loves. He really wants to play winter ball. Very similar to Alcides Escobar. Um, that environment is fun for the Latin American players. They take a lot of pride in it. Uh, they, that team, I think, was first time in 38 years they won a championship. Um, he has fun doing it, and we want him to be himself. But he's getting better at the same time. You know, he's growing in confidence. He, he's uh, he's going to continue to be a better hitter. He's always put the ball in play. Uh, I think his hard hit rates are going to continue to go up, and that happens when you, you get a lot of at-bats. By him playing all winter, those at-bats are accumulating, and he'll reach his ceiling, whatever it may be, as a, as a major league player sooner because of those at-bats. All right, there's J.J. Piccolo from Royals Rally. Thanks to all of our brethren from Kansas City for hooking us up with some audio. Maybe a little bit more tomorrow. Maybe some Vinny audio tomorrow if I can uh, wedge him into the Shane Dennis Show. Shane and Chance with you here at the tail end of hour number one of The Pulse, sitting in for Pat, who is right around uh, Flagstaff, right over the top of Flagstaff. He's in the air right now. Uh, either one of you two guys know the significance of Flagstaff. Chance, you first. Is it a golf tournament? No. Jack, Flagstaff, Arizona. No clue. It's about where Ellen Griswold surmised that Aunt Edna passed away. <laughs> <laughs> On their way to Phoenix. Uh. Oh, right. I'm sorry that I'm not sorry about that. All right. Hour number one is in the books. When we come back, Chance and I will have some Super Bowl chat about what else? Betting. We'll talk about that and uh, highlight some of the bets that ESPN Bet has up. KUK State, look, bottom of hour number two, Mount Rushmore Monday at the end of the show. Shane, a chance with you at Wichita Furniture and Mattress. Jack taking us to break. Hour number two, The Pulse is next. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM is broadcasting live from Super Bowl Radio Row in Las Vegas. 